electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hi, I'm Kelly Evans, host of CNBC's The Exchange, and here's what's on my mind. Back in 2008, as the financial crisis was nearing a climax, one of the most troubling things that happened was in late September when the Reserve Primary Money Market Mutual Fund broke the buck. It was just days after the collapse of Lehman Brothers, and unfortunately, Lehman debt had been one of the ways the $62 billion fund was able to deliver investors a 5.4% return the previous year. The trouble was that these funds pitched themselves as a super safe cash-like investment that could give you juicy yields without putting your capital at risk. The funds sold for a dollar a share and none of the funds had broken below that level since 1994. But their promises and their supposed risk-free high yields proved unsustainable as market conditions kept worsening. For a generation, Americans had poured cash into money market funds under the pretense that they were as safe and easy to use as bank accounts but with higher rates, wrote Dave Calloway. More than $3 trillion was in money market funds by September 2008. But after Lehman's shocking collapse, the reserve primary fund couldn't hold the buck as the value of its investments plunged. It fell to 97 cents, enough to spark panicky redemptions across the industry, especially as the fund moved to freeze assets and block investors from yanking out their money. Two days later, with the public savings at risk and without congressional authorization, Treasury Secretary Hank Paulson swooped in and placed a federal guarantee on all U.S. money fund assets for the first time, as Callaway chronicled. The funds later faced strict new regulation as a result. Fast forward to 2022, and we have a surreal rerun of these events, but in crypto. For all the talk of how DeFi, decentralized finance, was going to be a superior hard money populist alternative to TradFi, traditional finance, the industry has repeated the exact same mistakes all over again, and small investors who have lost their savings seem unlikely this time to get a taxpayer bailout. The coin that broke the buck this week was the Terra USD stablecoin, which is supposed to hold its dollar value. It was part of an investment called Anchor that was offering a whopping 19.5% yield making the promises of money market funds back in the day look positively juvenile by comparison, especially because the TerraCoin, or UST, was not backed by any fiat currency, but instead by creating a new supply of Luna tokens on the Terra blockchain. Point being, even back in March, people were suspicious this was unsustainable. Anchor's community noticed the protocol was burning its yield reserves at a faster speed to keep up with its promises, Bloomberg reported. One crypto hedge fund even tweeted that Luna was the biggest and most dangerous example of a doomed-to-fail project. And sure enough, with the entire crypto complex under selling pressure this week, UST collapsed to a value of $0.26 cents yesterday before recovering to around $0.58 cents this morning. The Luna token, meanwhile, has lost 99% of its value, as its backers have proposed minting a huge increase in supply to defend it, kind of like bad central bankers printing cash in a desperate bid to shore up a collapsing currency. The big question is not what happens to UST and Luna from here, but whether the blue chip stablecoins like USDC and to some extent Tether can hold their values or not. Stablecoins do serve a purpose in crypto, 
namely offering a place to park funds within the ecosystem and perhaps offering some genuine yield opportunities from lending out that cash while it's not being deployed elsewhere. But regulators have been wary of stablecoin abuses and vulnerabilities for a while now. If anything, the SEC is now hinting it'll use this episode to crack down on some crypto practices like circumventing know-your-customer and anti-money laundering laws and on the platforms more broadly. Again, this all harkens back to the evolution of money market funds after their blow-up in 2008. And for some crypto purists, it's even a good thing. An opportunity to flush hot money leverage out of the system would please those who want to own plain vanilla Bitcoin as a hard money alternative to the U.S. dollar. Sort of like investors who could buy shares of blue chip companies like Starbucks, Walmart, or Nike in 2008 at an incredible discount. Does Bitcoin have as much staying power as those franchises have proven to over time? The jury is still out. Having suffered the embarrassment of copycatting the worst practices from TradFi all over again, the onus is now on crypto to prove it can offer some lasting value to investors and society. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow the Exchange podcast for more newsletter discussions like this one and catch our show live weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern only on CNBC. See you then. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.